<laughs> and we played One Hit Wonders, and we talked about... Oh, very good, very wonders. good. You just heard the origin story of Melissa's radio career. <laughs> it's true. One Hit it's Wonders. True. One Hit Wonders on Bradley's internet radio, and that was before internet radio was a thing. We just nice. couldn't get it to scan anywhere in the Peoria area. Humble so. beginnings. Now a big, big internet star as co-host of Laura Palmer is Dead, a Twin Peaks podcast. (laughs) Guys, we're we're deep into the muck right now. (laughs) We're talking today about episode 214, Double Play, and 215, feed me the title, who's gonna... Slaves and Masters. Slaves and Masters. (laughs) All right. Very good. Uh, (sighs) So... I had a question, just kind of like a brain teaser to start us out. Melissa, you watched... So we watched these two episodes on our own. Um, really hard for this girl. It, it is. <laughs> I miss Melissa. I like was making little... Like, Melissa, and then she wasn't there. <laughs> but do you fast forward through the theme song, or do you listen when you watch it by well, yourself? Well, because of Netflix, I let it play out the first episode, but then Netflix knows that they're, you're oh. binge-watching, so it just skips to the storyline. Interesting. Line. Yeah. The Roku doesn't. The Roku doesn't. The Roku okay. doesn't, yeah. but the Fire Stick does. Yeah. So, um, so, for the second one, I did not, but I had a, like, I paused it a lot more than when we watch it together, so right. that I could take notes, <laughs> and then I would rewind a little bit more, being like, did I catch that right? Because <laughs> this... All right. Like, the opening for Double Play, which was really good. Yep. Because it was the dead man that we saw last right. time. Which is, uh, With this the is pawn a va- in his mouth. <clears throat> this is yeah. a vagrant. This is the pawn that yeah. Windermerall killed. I watched that a couple times because I was like, ooh. And you know what I was noticing? I'm sure this... Maybe it was on purpose. I don't think so. But the vagrant kind of looked like Cooper a little bit. Oh, I um, that. Yeah. At least in the he close almost, up there. He kind of looked like he was in some sort of disguise, <laughs> just like when Nemeral puts on throughout the I know. Oh, my episodes. God. That, but, one uh, thing that Twin Peaks definitely has is an extensive theatrical costume supply and makeup well, that's like, closet. That's, and their characters do, too. Like, it's just <laughs> right. like, oh, yeah, well, he obviously has right. their makeup. Like, everybody has latex. Right. <laughs> everybody uses spirit gum to put on fake mustaches. <laughs> that's what they do in soap operas, though, right? Yeah, so, I guess. Oh, that's right, yeah, is. when people are disguising. Um, but the reason I asked about, like, the theme song thing, so Pat and I just watched this Music of David Lynch special that was various, you know, like, Talking about how David Lynch really, for him, the score is a big part of the music. And incidentally, also found out that only six of these 30 episodes were directed by David Lynch. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how his influence is so strongly felt, but he's not even really a part of these episodes anymore. But I do, I do find that I like to listen to the little theme song in the beginning because it like sets the mood. It kind of slows things, slows things Mm -hmm. down. Yes. Gets you in the mood for Twin Peaks. So my question is, because I don't know the directors as often as you do, have we already seen all six of the Lynch? No. There's two more to go, okay. I really? think. Two more? Two or one. He directs the last episode, yeah. for sure, and I think he directs the second to last, too, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, we'll have to... At least one left. I would yeah. think the last episode's probably... 
The last one he does. Um, but episode 215, Slaves and Masters, is directed by Diane Keaton, the actress. So we'll get to that in a moment. Melissa has <laughs> I have thoughts. so many thoughts on that. <laughs> which is really hard when you're alone and you have all these thoughts. <laughs> thoughts and feelings. By yourself. <laughs> all the feels. Yeah, so we, we start with um, him taking the first pawn in a very sick game, and we learn that Cooper knows all the moves and patterns of Wyndham Earl. Yeah, he and knows he reveals, how he was killed. Yeah. Stabbed through the heart. And, fun fact, <laughs> Cooper wears gloves, which is one, <laughs> of, the ones. <laughs> which is one of the first times we see right. that in the police work. He yeah. doesn't taste anything <laughs> off of the dead body. He's right. like, now that I'm a deputy, I'm going to take things more seriously than in the FBI. Yeah, he's uh, he's finally getting down to work. Uh, the next scene we have Audrey and Bobby, and Audrey is eliciting Bobby's help to get her father's Mind sanity back. back. Yeah, <laughs> I do think the the analogy she makes is really clever, where she talks about the ice cube in her hand, mm-hmm. and she says, you know, what happens if it melts? We have nothing. Meaning, like, neither of us can exploit my dad if he's not mentally right. sound, which I think is. Interesting. And it is interesting in these scenes, especially when she's with Bobby or her uncle, Audrey is beginning to sound exactly like Jerry. I mean, mm-hmm. like Ben. Like, like she ben. sounds exactly like Ben. Like she's saying mm-hmm. things very much like Ben would have said. Um, and it's just interesting to see. So, yeah, so still got those of, uh, two. A lot of Civil War reenactments. Oh, God. Like, yeah. So last, more commitment to that. In we've. One of the best things that I found was the brother comes back for like yes. this one episode to just see how crazy the horns are like <laughs> in one shot mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, anything that Ben says, the brother, I forget his name. Jerry. Just, Jerry. Just giggles and laughs. Right. Oh, yeah. He's having a great time. No. Audrey's brother. Oh, oh, Jonathan. 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 Yeah. Johnny, there. they do bring him back. I said, yeah. I put a note, the return of hot Johnny. <laughs> the return of hot Johnny. Because their idea is to bring Benjamin Horn out into the public. So at first they have that was the first, yeah, him and plan, Jacoby, yeah. who is, Jacoby's working overtime these episodes. Yeah. He's all I, over I the place. Mental note, right, like, notes about cause that. Because he's also supposed to be 24 hours with Widow Milford to test her sexuality, which is like malpractice. No, no, not anymore. No. He already did that. Oh, he did that? And now the Widow Mur- Milford is marrying her bro- uh, the brother. Are you Dwayne sure? Hannah? I think that's in this episode. It's in the episode. Yeah, in, in okay, 214 or 215. Because right, I was episode. like, Jacoby. I don't know. He somehow managed to be at the Great Northern and the director of, like, the beginnings of a faux Gone with the Wind play (laughs) and also spend 24 hours with the Widow Milford, which, what psychiatrist on earth could say, like, as part of my therapy, I slept with this woman to prove she has a healthy sexual appetite. Mm -hmm. Like, Jacoby, take his license away. Jacoby malpractice. Jacoby malpractice. It is... I mean, that's an understatement just by how much <laughs> he lets people indulge in their fantasies. Right. I feel like that's not a thing not good. Right now. No, his plan is, and he's his plan is like, yeah, everyone knows. Just let people revel in their delusions, and they'll get better. Duh. And everyone's like, okay, Jacoby. Well, you must know best. You do have glasses with children's eyes in them. <laughs> it's just it makes no sense. 
kind of look like sometimes you come off of a Beatles uh, video. <laughs> right. Magical mystery tour. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. I don't know if you saw the, where they're waiting outside. His coat was just like... You were oh like, my Whoa. god, he is Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> yes. To the, I mean, it's amazing. So, Jacoby is really, really busy. So yeah. is Doc Hayward. Doc Hayward also has a malpractice scene. I don't know if it's in 214 or 215 where he is talking to Big Ed about Nadine... And Big Ed is saying she wants to date boys now, and well, Doc Hayward's advice—yeah, right? Doc Hayward's advice—is basically like, "Well, is she sexually active with you?" And he, and he's like, "Yeah," and Doc Hayward's like, "Well, good, okay, keep going with that." And then <laughs> and then it's like, "And make sure she's home on school nights." So he's basically like being like, oh, nice. "Be like, have her be your sex baby." <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So no, I have notes on the that doctors story. in this town oh. are not. Doing well. It was weird and awkward. Yeah. And gross. <laughs> but I'm all sk- at the same time. <laughs> I'm skipping ahead, but it's just a big old pot of malpractice in Twin Peaks is what I'm kind of sensing here. Uh, we get Shelly locked in her house with a power outage, and oh, Leo yeah. is in his creepy wheelchair. I do feel like this scene was actually working for me in terms of like the horror factor. Like it was pretty scary. I agree. Yeah. Leo Stein? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I have that note somewhere where it's like, what happened to him? Where he's just saying, bad girl. Yeah, but then as soon as he goes, goodbye, wife, it like is less good to me. (laughs) And I also have a note about death perception because, so, Leo is coming at Shelly, and then Bobby's at the door, and he's like, Shelly? And then Shelly's screaming inside, and he's like, what? And then, like, Leo's arm just pops through <laughs> right. a window, and I was like, um... He's the everywhere. inside scene and the outside scene do not line I'm up, because not you're like not near a window. I know. Uh, and he, he has, like, does he have... In that scene, the um, soap in a sock that he's like, yes. yeah. and then he tries he, to like hit her with it, but he just yeah. tosses it. At her. He tosses it at her. <laughs> like, do he, it yourself. Yeah. Just to be, I can't, I can't right now, Shelly. But just do it yourself for once. Because this time it's not the soap in the sock; it's the axe. Right. Yeah. He also he has an axe, time. and then of course <laughs> there's still creepy clowns in the background. So it's it's and actually a lot of shot of owls. Yes. Like, oh. oh my god, so many owls. They really are like, oh, how many owls can we fit in this? Like, yeah. we get it, Twin Peaks, we get it. <laughs> when she stabs him in the leg, though, it's pretty funny. That like, is pretty great. Yeah. Like... <laughs> but then it also doesn't really go in, either. Did you see that? Where it's just kind of like, it's outside, where it's like, oh, I stabbed it's you. These... I was like, would you be like, I am... Putting this knife into See, your leg. That's the thing. It's the good TVs nowadays. Now, like, you couldn't tell, yeah. you know, that's like, that's true. 25 years ago. <laughs> you couldn't with the really tube TVs. Yeah. <laughs> Now then, it's like, what? That's that's fake makeup on the hand right. there. This is not. And then right. Bobby comes no. and just makes things worse, of course. Yeah. And he, he proceeds to be like, it's okay, baby. Bobby's here. And it's like, no, Bobby. A, you made everything worse. He couldn't even uh, defend her. Right. He, he like, kind of distracted Leo. Be, get out of that creepy house, Shelly. Get out of that yeah. house. Get out of there. That is one of the things. <laughs> he's like, wouldn't you run out of the house as soon as you realize Seriously. your weird ex... Your comatose 
husband <laughs> is walking around, like, wouldn't you be like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. This is I not mean, happening. it's mind-boggling. But I also like how Shelly gets really annoyed at Bobby. Like, <laughs> yes, at the sheriff's department. Yeah, she's starting she's, to get to the point where she's like, Oh, just God, shut he's such a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like I really oh, regret all of this. The the what's it called? The burn list. Oh, Pat's burn Pat's list. Burn list. <laughs> I have one entry, sort of. It's not a great one, but it's uh, Albert again. He's like, oh, Albert Snacks, so good. He says, uh, "Take a hike, punk. Get a life, punk." That's what he said. Get a life, punk. Oh too, yeah. Bobby. <laughs> Oh, Albert. We <laughs> missed you, sweet, sweet Albert. Albert, I only have a note that says, thank God. I know. Because his return was sorely needed. Um, the season two, the Slaves and Mastered episode, I had a really rough time with how it was shot. And it's interesting. So I actually thought that some of Slaves and Masters was kind of interestingly shot. Nope. And maybe... Even Note, Diane Keaton got <laughs> some of the David Lynchiness right. But it was like too much. It was oh. I noted I hate all of this <laughs> because like it starts with the weird chess, like you're in like a weird Harry Potter chess game where right. life size and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> And then there's sh- shots from above, and then there's all this weird slow motion. Or yeah, there's a lot stuff. of slow motion. What did you think of the like the officers in unison? Yeah. Like first the police officers, and then like the army officers. I noted that, and I just <laughs> thought it was. I didn't know how I was supposed to feel about it. See, I had a note. Bizarro Andy. So in the scene in the beginning of two fifteen, where they're questioning Evelyn. Yeah. And she's wearing her morning veil. There's this one deputy who's questioning her who's kind of like a dummy and he's a little yeah. bit dim. Can't spell Jaguar. Right? And he's, I'm like, oh, J- it's like the bizarro Andy. And then they have the police officers in unison, which just, to me, is like kind of a moment of weird off that could be weird for weird's sake or could just be like to add to the kind of general creepiness of the atmosphere. So I kind of liked, I liked the I mean, unison piece of police officers. What did one of the three, two other cops that were with stupid guy be like, Jaguar, you know how to spell it. Just yeah. try it out. None of, we'll them not spe- none of them know how to spell it. Right. That's the problem. I did love, I put, I love the, excuse me. Hi, Frank, at Wally's, where they all, it's like all, all the, the army guys, army yeah. guys are looking with, with a cigar pointed the right, and then yeah. some police officer comes and they go, hi, Frank, all in mm-hmm. unison. It's just really kind of weird and cool. Well, and there was a lot in this episode, they did a lot of the flash in and out of like, yeah. I'm still the widow. I was sad once. Remember right. when I was sad? I did not like that. It you was know, a lot of stuff that I did not like. It did hinge <laughs> too much on the ability of Evelyn and James to carry the story. So we're talking about 215 now. Um, slaves yeah, and Masters. Sorry. It's just a lot of Evelyn and James, and that's not a good plan. And if they're trying <laughs> like, to mock the soap opera, I get it, but they need to kind of like mirror that with like right. a soap opera on TV like they used yeah. to do. Or they need <laughs> someone in the scene who can kind of anchor it, who's not the soapy person, who can bring an air of like tongue-in-cheek to it, which they don't have. Because right. all they have is like Evelyn, Evelyn and James and Malcolm all three of them are very, very oh my God. Yeah. soapy. Yeah. Which, uh, which, 
Which episode did like Donna come? Oh yeah, that it's, was it's the end of a, a double play. So James Jeffrey Marsh yeah. dies in the car crash, and they right. put it on Evelyn and Malcolm put it on James. But when the cops, oh god, Evelyn the, has some of the worst lines. When the cops come to take to question James, uh, Donna, you know, is there at the mansion and. Right. Say, like, takes James well, but, away. But where are they staying, though? That's yeah, we don't what know. we were wondering. But so silly. First, yeah. Donna goes to this one bar that's in town, and weirdly, Mrs. Marsh is there in her same outfit. Right, like, what like, is she? How does she have time? What is she she's doing? Just she's out, always there. She's like, for roadies. Yeah, she's just the, the worst. Is. She's like, get her. Oh, God. She's so bad. Evelyn is just. And I liked, in a way, I don't know if it was this episode or not, but she says something about, like, what'd you expect, a hidden heart of gold? And she's kind of making fun of the soap opera genre and, like, yeah. the trope that, like, her character would have a hidden heart of gold. Right. And that she ends up having a hidden heart of gold. But, like, it is true yes, that she's she just obnoxious up until that point. Oh, it's how yeah. many times is James says, it's wrong. Oh, my God, I took a note of that. Twice. So we get... In, he says in he, he's leaving again. He's leaving two yep. times in the episode. We get literally the <laughs> same scene. Tw- oh, actually, it's in two fourteen. The same scene twice. The beginning. The same exact scene where Evelyn comes into James' room. He's packing. She says, "What's going on? Are you leaving?" Just <laughs> like that. And that might have been a little bit better. Sorry, guys. But like, she's <laughs> like, "Are you leaving?" And then he's like, "Yeah, it's wrong. This is wrong." It's like, wrong. it's wrong. My and like, God, you set me up. And then it happens the same <laughs> scene again. And I'm like, is he literally folding the same shirt both times? Like, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, plot progression 101, you don't literally do the same scene twice. Yeah. Come on, guys. It's wrong. I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm perplexed. And I'm so confused on why James is so stressed out. About all of this. Because, you know, when I figured it out this time, it was right after he met Jeffrey Marsh, the husband. Oh, and that hurt. That and, was hurtful And Jeffrey was nice to James. Oh, he's so not so bad. He's, he's not so, so bad. Oh. He's not so bad, actually. So then he needs He to... beats her and everything, but he was oh nice to God. me. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. And then Evelyn goes, I love you, James. And I just put... W-T. Right. And then she goes, I've never said that to anyone before. And I'm like, okay, no. And then you I could said, not have gotten away with that. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> that is my note. I don't Well, understand. I mean, she's lying to him. She's playing him. But, like, it's, it's just unnecessary. Like, why she thought that would have worked. <sighs> and she's <laughs> like... Why? I can't. Your I husband's can't. dead and you set me up. And then it's just like, Donna's like, dude, like, we need to get away from the scene right, right now. He's like, like, no, I'll just go talk to her. It'll be fine. Like, not right now. Like, I know you guys did it and you're weirdly in love now because as soon as a penis enters a vagina, right. love happens. Isn't it <laughs> funny how women get the rap for being the ones who immediately develop feelings the anytime there's anytime there's penetration. And yet James is clearly, anytime he has yeah. sex, it becomes a, a big old thing. emotional ordeal. <laughs> yeah. Evelyn was just trying to it get does. some, James. Don't read so much into it. Dude. Yeah, and she was trying to set someone up to get all the money. 
Right. She just, yeah, she's just such a... And then poor Donna. And, and you know, to our earlier point, it's not even in Twin Peaks. Like, that's like the one thing that has been kind of the glue holding this all together is that it at least takes place in the same city. I guess... You mean, like, the title of the whole series. (laughs) Right. I, I don't understand. I guess it's a relatively close. I mean, they do have one at Jack's over the border and stuff, but right, yeah. right, that's true. that's true. But but this doesn't have any. What's happening here is just the, the, there's it's missing a center. There's no like James is not a strong enough character. Right. To keep it there. Exactly. There's not. There's not like a through line that is the main. If you were to, like, say, sum these episodes up in two sentences, you couldn't do it because there's so many different plots going on. But back to to when Donna comes and, like, kind of saves James, then the next episode, they're separated. Like, why do they all of a sudden separate? And how Donna... And how? How did that happen? Donna is then, like, abused by Malcolm and Evelyn at the bar again. Well, my big thing is (laughs) how she pops up in the end, where it's like, there's Donna... Where'd she come from? Trying to save the day. Not to mention James popping in and being like, it's wrong! Why'd you do it? That's what... Yeah. He's like, why'd you do it? As he bursts into the house. And then then they knock him out. (laughs) Yeah. And I, at one point, Evelyn says, James was good at two things, the car and me. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. so heavy-handed. Gold, gold. You can't I even handle it. it. Um, in so the, good. I so guess, good. A-plot, you could say, one of the big things you get in episode 214 is the story of Wyndham Earl. Oh, yeah. Which is that, um, and Coop reveals this to Harry, so he reveals that, we, and we know that Wyndham Earl was his partner. They were both... <laughs> he makes it sound like they drew straws to get this case to protect a material witness in a federal crime. And that witness was Carolyn, who was a beautiful woman. Cooper fell in love with her. And because of his involvement with her, he missed the attempt on her life when it happened. And she got killed. He got injured. You find out Wyndham Earl was... Her husband, potentially the one who killed her, and probably the person who went, that she witnessed the original Originally crime about. The crime Which I have so many issues yeah. with. Go for it, Melissa. <laughs> because, first off, if your spouse, and I know nothing about the law, but I've watched enough SVU in my lifetime that I know that you probably can't protect your spouse right. as a material witness... Like, as your job. Like, yeah, and they, you know, like, they just make it seem like we just him. happen to be the two guys on duty, so... <laughs> right, and that's not something that happens, no. right? Like, They'd be like, oh, shit, that's your wife? No, we'll go with the other two guys. And then <laughs> here's just like, well, I think that Wyndham Earl did all of this stuff, and she totally knew about it. It's like, well, that's also... Right. Hey... Maybe my husband should be watching me because, like, he's totally the guilty party here. (laughs) Right. And how did Carolyn find time to have an affair with Cooper, but she never found time to tell Cooper that Wyndham Earl was the one In the same safe house that her husband is also staying at. Right. Right. Who's also the killer, 
But Coop and Carolyn decide to have a little affair. That just doesn't... What a great right. idea. I just have holy smokes as my note. And hey. somehow, you know who has what? to pay the price is poor Audrey. <laughs> who actually pays the price for this nonsense. Is no. that Cooper now feels that like he can't be with any woman who was involved in an investigation. Maybe just don't be with a woman <laughs> who's married to your partner. Right. That, that's in, a good idea. While you're protecting her in the safe house. Yeah. No, I don't uh, know. It's really upsetting to me. I like, also was, love how they're, they yeah. talk about Wyndham Earl the... being a criminal mastermind, but subtlety is certainly not <laughs> in his nature because he's literally mailing items of clothing to different police stations so that it it like spells out a C for Cooper on the map, <laughs> yeah, and the true. items, when put together, are Carolyn's wedding dress. So he's like pissing all over everything to say, like, "Hey, Cooper, come and get me." Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the, I guess that's what we're supposed to be Think, taking away from yeah. this is that he's not trying to hide anything, and he's no. being very clear about his intentions. And even Albert says, "You know, everyone's invited to the party, but my guess is he'll only dance with you, Coop." Coop. Um, but it it is certainly not, he's not a man of subtlety. He loves theatrical makeup. He loves long-winded speeches revealing his plans. He's very snidely whiplash, Wyndham Earl, I must say. He has a good time with Leo, though. I mean, that's... Oh, romance. I want to see, like, a buddy cop show with Leo and Wyndham Earl. (laughs) They might have to take off the shock collar. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, all I have is so like Leo stumbles into the flute noise of <laughs> right. Wyndham Earl, and he's Wyndham Earl is dressed in like a real suit, holding a gun, and he's like, "It's cool, come right. on in, mm-hmm. come on in." And then the next day, he's sitting on rocks playing a flute like a weird elf, mm-hmm. and. In like a onesie, in a onesie, yes. or yeah. one of the, with long the underwear. Yeah. long underwear, long underwear with the butt flap, and he's yeah. got a picture of Leo. <laughs> he's tucked into yeah. his collar. Yeah, he pulls it out. He's like, "Now I know all about you," which I don't understand how because the internet. Apparently, is a thing, he has. He has a lot of equipment. Apparently, in there. he has access to the internet and the government's database yeah. in this log cabin that he's in. He has a lot somehow, of Somehow, somehow. Yeah. We don't know how. And then he puts a shot collar on Leo and like Leo's gonna be his new cat. <laughs> and I do love how as soon as Leo enters the scene, right. he goes, what's your name? Let me give you my full name. It's Wyndham Earl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am wanted Hello. for a lot of Right. <laughs> And then in, in a one scene, too, he's, like, straddling Leo and, oh, like, yeah. shoving the That's recorder what he puts, yeah. into his mouth. I'm like, this could not get more homework. Oh, yeah, then he does, uh, there's one scene, I don't know if this is uh, Slaves and Masters or the next one, but he, like, he's making Leo write the notes to the girls, yeah, and, and then a- he kisses Leo on the, on the ear and then I feeds know. him a cookie. <laughs> yeah. He's and I go, so... should Leo be writing? Like, Leo just had, like, a lot, like, he's Leo had some stuff write. happening to he him, to, too. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're just going to shock him until he learns how to write. And it's, it's like, just... I don't think that's And what would, what would Wyndham Earl have done if Leo hadn't stumbled into this whole scenario? Like, what was his plan? <laughs> There's just so many questions, so many questions, and no answers. 
No answers at all. Nope. Uh, we are coming to the close of Josie's plotline, thank goodness. Um, and we do so get some awful. Josie moments uh, with the reveal of Mr. Eckerd. Oh, We're even. going into the next episodes. Oh, no, no, this is 214. No. Nope. Oh, I just have a note in 214, Josie is just rubbing herself. Oh, this is when... <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is when... This is what it is. The Josie's plotline is blending together because it's so unmemorable. When Cooper and, um, and Harry come to interview her, and Harry says, if you were ever going to tell the truth, now would be a good time... She's just literally just rubbing herself and shaking. Yes, and as like I've moaning. Sa- as I've said before, whenever she's like lying, or wh- whenever she's guilty of something, she's she just, just like, doesn't answer. Oh. She just makes a noise. Yeah, yeah, it's just not okay. It's not yeah. okay. In an episode fifteen, they focus a lot on hands, and all oh, of the women have. Like bright red nails. Like Josie yeah. has a well manicured hand. Oh my! And Catherine even talks about it yeah. with uh, oh, yeah. her dinner like with kiss, someone. I and then kisses her it's also stuff. applicable to Evelyn too because I noticed it because it was really off on Josie because it was bright red fake nails and you're like, right? That just doesn't seem like a maid would have that. <laughs> right? Or one trying to pretend to be a maid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well and I'm also confused on how the like Cooper assumes the fibers on the dry clean coat. Yeah, that was anything. And that was just a moment of inspiration of Cooper. So Cooper I, is just, maybe maybe we could assume that he took fibers from each of those coats. I don't, I don't know. I mean, but, no, he took. So when he's taking the dry cleaning from Pete, no, I know. He I know. stops he and takes, gets fibers from the coat. But the question is, what made him think I should take fibers that. from the coat? Right. And I think it's because Obviously, J- Josie has been just well, super shady this for whole one, time. For one, Asian man killed. <laughs> <laughs> exclamation! Exclamation point! Oh, in, that was in actually the what the Gazette. what the series was gonna be called: <laughs> Asian Man Killed. But they went with Twin Peaks instead. So cousin Jonathan <laughs> shot three times in the head, and Josie's like, "Oh no, he's dead! How did he die?" Yeah. Uh, just three shots in the back of the head. And she's like, "Okay." And spoiler alert: Josie was the one who shot him. In the head. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, there's yep, a but... lot of things that. First off. Asian man doesn't have a name or cousin unid- Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> they don't put unidentified man. Right. Just, he just Asian happens, man kills. Just Asian he man just happens killed. to be Asian. Yeah, and uh, they also have the beautiful Asian woman sketch. That's like it? that's yeah. also in this episode that I mean, looks like you know it's a like small a child, kindergartner. It's like a child's drawing, but yet. Of it's a little Asian boy. It's definitely <laughs> Josie, though. Yeah. As we all know Albert it's said, <laughs> Harry has a serious problem with his girl. I, okay, <laughs> let's, let's talk about that scene, because I love it. So first of all, Albert returns, and we discover Albert loves Harry now, and they love each other. For they a do. while, now. They do, yes. And they have a great big hug where they pat each other on the back. <laughs> and we, we come to the problem here, I think, in, the ne- in really these three episodes, is that... Cooper and Albert kind of know that Josie is bad. And she's either she was at the very least the one who shot 
Cooper, but also likely someone who killed several other people and was involved yeah. in a lot of other yeah. things. And they both know that this is going to hurt Harry. And they have different ideas about how to approach this with Harry. Cooper's kind of trying to be the more, like, the friend who's like, I'm sure he really cares about you, but, like, he's kind of a bad guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> And Albert's like, no, we got to be tough love. And Albert has this great line where he goes, the love's got his heart in the right place, and I'm not above feeling sympathy <laughs> for the stalwart and the doll. <laughs> Yeah. Another burnless. But it's like a sweet candy. burn. <laughs> he loves Albert. He always, I mean, he loves he's Harry. He's not going to stop calling him a dullard, though. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, you know, they both know that Josie's probably very likely. Bad news. Right. Babes. Bad news. And they just are kind of like waiting to arrest her for several days, sort of hoping. That either Harry yeah, will first, get it sorted or she'll confess or something it's like will happen. First, Harry. First, Harry is like, "Give me, give me a sec with her," and and then I'll and then the bottom Coop, of it. So then Coop lets him have a second, and then Coop is like, "Give him a second with her to Albert." And right. It's like, someone stop giving them a second. Right. Like she's like arrest her. Arrest I, I don't her. care how yeah. she, pretty she is. Look how you were with Benjamin Horn. You know, like it's not yeah. okay to be like giving Josie so many chances and nobody else gets those chances. Not okay. Not okay. Holy smokes. <laughs> Not okay at Holy all. Holy smokes. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of my favorite revelations, though, in these episodes is that Pete is a local chess expert. It really did make me happy. I so, that. <laughs> so wonderful. And he tells this little story about Raul Capablanca, who taught him how to play chess. And <laughs> it's just a beautiful, it's really sweet, that Pete's going to help them to... Um, defeat, to or, to defeat Windermere. Or not defeat him, but stalemate him. Stalemate him, yeah. yeah. That's what they're going to bring him in for. And I just, it adds to Pete's character, and Pete's character is so multi-layered, and the more you learn about him, the more you like him. I also like that he's, like, shopping or for a party or something, and he's like, we forgot the, the weenies. <laughs> so cute. Little sausages with meat, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever that's when we get is. the, uh, Catherine does... A big reveal for Pete <laughs> that Andrew Packard, her oh. brother, is still oh alive. Yeah. Yeah. And you find out that Pete and Andrew definitely were brother-in-law <laughs> bromances. Like, they loved each other. He loves yeah. the sweet Packards. They, they become it was one of those good weird. friends. Because Catherine also strokes Andrew's face really I rolled weird. that. I was like, oh. oh I was like, weird really? cis bro. Yeah, you know yeah, how I feel creepy, about that, creepy. Pat. Like, yes. I always talk about siblings who look romantically into each other. Like, I can't That's handle weird. that. weird. Right? I would never touch my brother no, and, like, never, stroke his face. Never. We barely hug. No. And, and when you okay. do, your pelvises are very, very <laughs> far apart. It's like, oh, we're sad. Yeah. Thanks no. for then, stuff. <laughs> I, I'm also wondering, I'm still wondering, I know we discussed this last week that Josie decided to be a maid so that <laughs> Catherine could protect her, but why can Catherine protect her? I no. still don't understand. I don't, uh, I don't know. I guess you why, could argue that maybe it's not that Catherine can protect her more. It's that Josie knows she can't be protected and she knows whoever yeah. she's with is in danger. So she'd rather it be Catherine oh, than that, Harry. Oh, okay, right, but like, okay, that right. doesn't really make sense yeah. either. Like it really just, uh, like it. And then going through these notes, there's so many plot lines. Right. So it's, many. I have little colored note tabs here for the different episodes because it's just so much stuff. 
But you know what we haven't talked about yet is the Appomattox scenario, which oh, is... Yeah. Um, That's a big word. <laughs> yes. I don't think I spelled that right. Appomattox scenario is the very high-budget play that Jacoby assists Audrey oh. in putting on for her father to get him out of his delusions. So I feel like the whole thing is just a setup to have Audrey wear a really pretty dress, but that could be my take. A Dixie dress? Yes. She wears a beautiful, like, scarlet, gone with the wind type dress. And her character, she says, is scarlet. And I do love that Jerry Horn is involved because Audrey kind of... Lays down the law with she Jerry. She asserts her oh, power. Like that. That's a great moment. She Jerry asserts. comes in and he's like, we could just make him stay crazy Right, what you while. like, Jerry? Take the money. Come on, Jerry. You know? I think we're better than that. <laughs> Audrey's like, just so you know. Oh, like, yeah. If he's crazy... I run everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. And she does I read it. this She so was like, well. Yeah, it was like... If he is incapacitated, Jerry, which he is incapacitated, <laughs> I get the trust. When I'm when old my, enough. When I'm old enough. And I and am old, old enough. enough. Jer. Yeah. She calls yeah, him so, Jer. And it's yeah. just a great odd... Because I'm like, that was another moment where I'm like, oh my God, Ben would be so proud of her. <laughs> she's really just taken over the business and she's scheming and dealing just like a real horn. So proud to know her. Um, but they bring in... Jacoby, and it's a big old musical theater hard on for everyone because we've got <laughs> finally Jacoby and Ben together acting and schmacting. Um, they've got lighting, they've got costumes, they've got everything. And Jerry is struggling with his faux southern accent, it's really cute. Like, he can't quite get it, he can't quite right. get his lines, he can't quite get into place. It's just, or it's they really go all out, <laughs> and then. They 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 sign the treaty the and Ben comes south back. Winds? The south winds, south winds the south winds, which brings him back. And then it was a very Wizard of Oz mm-hmm. where I was like, I had this dream. You were there and you were there, <laughs> yeah. and then I was waiting for it. And I'm so glad it happened because he's like, Why are you guys dressed like uh, that? It's That's so weird. good. Yeah. I actually really like that. Scene. And I was like, so oh, cute. I and have just G- a note saying thank you. <laughs> <laughs> then Jerry's like, eh, boy Ben. And uh, Bobby starts, like, playing the trumpet. It's just a good... Yeah. It's really good. Celebrations. It's one of those scenes where I was like... I had a note originally, like, did this scene need to happen at all? And then I was like, yeah, it did. Yeah, why not? <laughs> that one did, but you know which one did it? Um, <laughs> little Nikki. Oh, Ooh, God. I, I was wondering if we were going to get to Little Nikki or not. We'll <laughs> never forget Little Nikki. Um, because I just have, like, little notes about Andy, and it's like, oh... Well, Lucy's like, I'll get the bottom of this. He's not a murderer. And Andy doesn't know how to take off oh, latex that's, yeah. gloves. So he brings, she brings in the doc, and the doc's like, so Nikki was a product of rape. Oh, yeah. oh my god, this is where I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Little Doc Nikki's Hayward. mom was raped and died in childbirth. <laughs> right. Yeah, like she was a poor chambermaid at the Great Northern. Poor wretch, he calls her. Yeah. Also, Doc, 
Hayward, we know you're a busy man. How do you have time to drive to the sheriff's department to deliver a lecture? That's all he's doing is like delivering a lecture. Setting, setting Andy and Dick straight. Right. Like, why couldn't you just be like, Lucy, put me on speakerphone? Yeah. You know, like, why did you have to be there in person it to do that? It was weird. It was weird. So weird. And not, not necessary. Not necessary at all. Yes, I agree. That was extremely unnecessary. And why Lucy felt like that was like her, I don't know. And it's that closes that closes out the little Nikki story. That's oh. it. We're done yeah, with little Nikki. We're now. done. So he's we're a product of rape, but we don't think he's a murderer, and, and we he's not a little brother anymore. And we guys, no longer think he's the devil. Remember last week when I said why can't you be more like Cream Corn Boy? Well, I said that not even knowing that Creamed Corn Boy is the son. Of the one and only David Lynch. Makes complete sense. Oh my god. Why can't you be more like David Lynch's son? Kid who's not David Lynch's son, (laughs) says I. Amazing. Amazing. I'm just so excited. Pat and I have been just like surrounded by David Lynch all weekend. It's been Mm -hmm. amazing. Amazing. Saw his concert. Almost saw his documentary film, but... Yep. We're derailed. We got derailed. It's okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so in the Milford plotline, um, yeah, the mayor ends up with Widow Milford. Can we first set the scene where they go in? <laughs> yes, please. And, like, they show her legs, but her legs are in stirrup pants. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's nothing sexy about a good pair of right. stirrup pants. She's in like, a stirrup jumpsuits from like head to toe it's like something you'd wear in star trek next generation tune in for our next podcast (laughs) um and over like kitten heels kind of with socks underneath i was thinking they were like the nylon like half ups yeah because i was really confused on why they kept shoulder pads they kept shooting to her legs and like going up her legs, and I was like, Yeah, Am I why didn't to be they just put her on? in a skirt? <laughs> that is such a strange thing to have this like sex object character, which to our point last week, like, and nothing against the actress at all, she's stunning, but you're in a world where every random woman on the street is stunning. But again, she's not like, she's not that like baba boom, like, right. whoa. She's more like, Oh, she's cute. Right. Like, like Audrey's gonna make. Literally, rooms stop right. with that. Like, it's so weird. And so she comes to the sheriff's <laughs> department because Jacoby brings her to say she's, she's sexually sound, which is a new and form I just of therapy. Have, why is this a plot point? Right. Why? Right. Um, what she it. does have is a healthy sexual something, and it's like, oh, okay, Jacoby. And I just put sexual drive or something. Right. Like I just put sexy stirrup pants. <laughs> And they all are in love with her, and the mayor comes in with a shotgun, he's going to kill her, and then, is it Coop who says? Yep, Coop says, let them talk alone, and then... Very smart. Then they talk alone, and they're engaged. They're engaged. And he's like, comical. One thing that's... One thing that's... (laughs) Andy Andy has a funny line where they're like waiting for them to talk, talk it out, in quotations. Uh, and Andy's like, it's hard, the waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got that too, and it really creeped me out. He's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and that's when I noticed that she does this thing where she's walking at the door. Okay, super hardcore fans, this is going to be a slow down and watch moment. 
she's walking out of the conference room of the sheriff's department, and she does, like, a sexy back glance. And while she does, her shoulder pad hits the door frame on her way out and kind of jostles her, and it's hilarious. Like, it's really, really funny. Definitely not meant to happen, but really good. But, yeah, so now she's with a, you know, 90-plus-year-old man, and she's, like, 17 or however old she's supposed to be, and it's fine. That's totally normal. And then the only other thing, oh, Major Briggs. Major Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. He comes into, he stumbles into the sheriff's office. Lucy's like, hey, Major Briggs. (laughs) And then he just, like, faints. And he's like, I need to talk to the sheriff. And then he faints. And then we find out that he's very allegiant, the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, yeah, he is very loyal, very loyal soldier. Yeah. But now he's starting to question that Because he bit. says that um, he now knows that their search for the White Lodge is not yeah. ideologically pure. Yeah. Like, why did it take him so long to figure out that the U.S. The government, government is, might be bad. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, guys, Mm. don't trust the government. And he's like, there's trouble ahead. Why should I trust the government? (laughs) No. It's, sorry. (laughs) I have to have a Pink Floyd moment there. It's so weird. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's, what's interesting, too, is they show him in kind of this, they show him, they shoot it kind of twice where you see it from his perspective in sort of this psychedelic jungle White yeah. throne, and I'm not that, sure if we're supposed to believe maybe that's the White Lodge. Could be the White Lodge. Or but it's just he his believes, hallucination. He does believe he was taken to the White Lodge. Right. right. That's his belief. Yeah. And he knows that there's trouble ahead, but when Coop goes, so what, what? kind of trouble? Right. He's, He's like, like hmm. I don't know. <laughs> right. There's some trouble coming. I can't tell but you. in the time, I'm not going to be around. Right. I'll be in the shadows. Yeah. He says until like, that time. fucking out of here. I will yeah. be in the shadows if you need me. Get out. I did hear just from that... Um, Twin Peaks explained thing that I watched today that had there been a third season, they wanted to bring in Major Briggs' character more heavily and feature him as kind of a more pivotal character. So maybe they were kind of setting that up. Mm. It does seem like there are some setups that don't pay off that might have been because the White Lodge, one of them. I don't know, Melissa. (laughs) This is a spoiler free podcast for at least two more weeks. (laughs) (laughs) barely barely yeah so that's about it for 214 and 215 i have one more note it is about ed and nadine oh and their pillow talk yeah well they're all ned and norma were like we're gonna do this we're gonna just be together and norma's like he's Ned was like, we just need a cabin and some venison steaks and sparkling wine. And then Norma's like, but people will know. And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. everyone fucking knows. Yeah. Yep. And then cut to 20 years and like, I've been missing you. And she's like, I almost bought you a bolo tie. And I just noted... Why? <laughs> He's Why are you so helping many. this horrible fashion trend, <laughs> Norma? Like, you could stop it, but instead you're encouraging the bolo tie. Well, I do like, uh, the, since we're talking about that storyline, I like when they're in bed together. <laughs> yeah. Are in bed together. 
Nadine walks in and like talks to, gets in bed with them. She's so great. And is like, and then when she leaves, she's like, oh you know what? I know about you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm uh, in love with Mike. Yeah. yeah. She's is in this, love with Mike. This is where she says, I got all the way to the... Um, Knife River District Finals, only to find out the airplane slam is illegal. <laughs> Such <laughs> drag. Airplane. What a drag. And then she apologizes to Norma about beating Hank, and she's like, I mean, I really pounded Hank. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, right. Because, Jean, you're my favorite. Hank told one, people maybe. that in the hospital he was either hit by a bus or, or a, a redwood. Yeah. yeah. Tree fell Right. Tree fell really, it was just Nadine. <laughs> so good. Being yep. angry. <laughs> Aw, perfect little trio. Yeah. Pillow talk. <laughs> it was my favorite. All right. Oh, right. but Four. one of the other big plot points, maybe? Oh, dear. Is Wyndham Earl, when he's making Leo right, it's he needs to find a queen, and it's either oh, Donna, yes. Audrey, and we or Shelley. We'll talk about that yes. more in the next episode. Yes, tune in. tune in.